welcome to this week's episode of Compound Your Knowledge, where Jack and I discuss a few papers, some research that had been previously posted on our blog. This week, uh, we are going to go through two papers that Jack actually wrote, which were summaries of both the U.S. uh, 2019 factor returns and then the international 2019 factor returns. Um, So let's start with the U.S. one, Mm -hmm. Jack. Um, You wrote this paper last year, right? Yep. Um, High level was, you know, was there anything you know, different between 2018 and 2019 in terms of factor returns that, that jump out to you? Or? Um, well, unfortunately, value still lagged, right? Mm-hmm. So that was uh, something that was similar. Um, and then in 2019, or for this new post, one thing that I at least tried to do differently in the article is in addition to just looking at factors, so I have like value measured different ways as well as like momentum, size, quality. I also wanted to make an addition to the post to look at the effects that concentration to a factor has, right? Right. And by that, what I did was, you know, in the US, I started with the top thousand firms. And, you know, you can be a value investor by buying the top 500 value right. stocks, right. or you can buy the top, you know, third, which would be 333, top 10%, 100, or top 20, right. 50 stocks. So what I did in this article is I tried to just vary the level of concentration to kind of show uh, what effect that had. Right. Um, yeah, cause that's, yeah, and that, that's a big thing at Alpha Architect we talk about, but un- understanding what concentration means, right? And then mm-hmm. what you're saying, if you, you, what, what's your universe? Like, what are you concentrated in? If you have a universe of 500 stocks, if you have a universe of 1,000 stocks. Um, and then I think, yeah, I mean, I think your paper did a great job at then showing what the, you know, effects of concentration can be both positively and negatively. But uh, to, to start for everybody watching or, or listening, let, let's just give like the, the, the setup on it. Sure. Um, so what you said, you started uh, with the holdings of the IWB ETF, yeah. which is the thousand largest stock. For the U- so for the U.S., it was, you know, if you were in IWB, so essentially a thousand stocks around there, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, and I quarterly rebalanced, Yep. right? So it was, you know, end of December 2018, right? Yep. You would form your portfolio, hold it for three months. Same thing at the end of March, right? Then end of June and end of September. And so then those portfolios were formed using different factor sorts and factor variables. So what I did on the first section was specifically look at value, right? And so for value investors, a lot of times there's a discussion about, oh, well, which value uh, factor should I use? And so here I was like, hey, I'm just going to look at all of them. So book to market, sales to price, earnings to price, enterprise multiples. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you went through. Yeah, enterprise multiples, book to market, earnings yield, which is the inverse of PE, Mm -hmm. uh, cash flow to price, and sales to price, right? So these are some of the most popular value screens. Um, You know, just as we started off saying you it's important to understand concentration. Well, when people say that they're a value investor, 
what does that mean? There's, there's a lot of different ways you can screen on value. Um, so, so you took a look at uh, all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, uh, and then in, in the second half, you looked at other investing factors, momentum, size, beta, return on assets, and FS score, which is a financial strength score. Um, but so first, let's just look at the, the value factor results from 2019. Um, so you gave the annualized returns to long short portfolios for those five value factors we hit. Um, anything jump out to you on that? Well, the, the first thing is for all of these value long short portfolios, they were all negative, right? So. <laughs> No matter how one was a value investor, yeah, right. Essentially, if you were long value stocks, short growth stocks in 2019 yep. in the U.S. market, you were you probably were negative, yeah, right. So that's finding number one, which is just in general the entire value uh, screening process did not work yeah. in 2019. Uh, the second thing goes back to what I said. I tried to add this year, which is to show the effect of concentration. And what you notice is almost for every single factor, since we already know at the outset value didn't work, right? What you see is if you go from looking at the the half long short, where you're long the top half on value. So you're you're long the top 500 on value. Short the bottom 500, Right. right? So that was negative. But as you go more extreme, to I go down to decile. So in the decile one, you're about you're long, you know, a hundred stocks mm-hmm. of value stocks, short a hundred stocks that are growth. Yeah. And what you find is the and this kind of makes sense, right? If you're taking a bet or a tilt towards something, yep. if that tilt doesn't work off, the bigger the bet that you took, yep. the more it's gonna hurt. And that's pretty much what was found in twenty nineteen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, because because you're 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 essentially by taking uh, less of a bet again. That's where we get into concentration, right? So if you're screening from a universe of a thousand to the top five hundred only, well, if we say that you know stock number one is the absolute cheapest stock out there, right, and stock number five hundred is more of a gross stock. You're, you're diluting your exposure into the value factor by concentrating less, right? You're inherently owning more stocks that have more growth-ish characteristics, right? Um, mm-hmm. by, by owning more of them. So um, yeah, that, that's important to understand on, on concentration. Um, yeah, EBIT to total enterprise value uh, did the worst in terms of concentration from a long short portfolio factor, it was down Thirteen um, percent uh, sales to price was down eleven percent. Yeah, book to market down eight percent. Earnings to price down eight uh, percent. So, and again, these are paper portfolios before transaction costs. Long short. So. Long short, which is not what everyone actually does. Right. Right. So the next thing that I did in this article was I said, "Hey, let's just look." at the top and bottom portfolios, right? Because really most people who are factor investors or invest in like a smart beta-ish type product, right? Or a tilting product, whereby you're actually long just value stocks, right? So what I did in in the next chart is I kind of showed 
the effects of concentration mm -hmm. when we look at the top and the bottom portfolios um, on each of these factors, right? So I start with the deciles and then I go all the way to the half. And not surprisingly, when you, you see, when you get to on the far uh, right on that chart, essentially the top half, bottom half are really close to what the universe averages. Yep. But that makes sense because you're just taking a small tilt, yep. right? And so, uh, you know, obviously the, how big of a tilt one needs to take will vary depending on your goal. Yep. But what that shows is, you know, just if you buy 500 socks, you're going to look closer to the market than you would if you bought 100 socks. Right. Just a true fact. Yep. Right. Yep. But one thing that's true is all the returns were actually positive. Right. right. Yeah. Which is just due to the fact that market beta was positive last year in right. the U.S. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so I said the long short portfolios. Yeah, they're all negative. But when you know we have the slides here, we have them on our website. You can check it out. But the uh, yeah, when you're in the long only, well now you're capturing some beta exposure. So all those were positive because the market was so positive in 2019. Um, so yeah, that's that's interesting to note, right? Um, and then you went into uh, the other non-value factors. So you did a similar analysis, but on the five other factors, momentum, size, beta, uh, return on assets, basically a quality factor, uh, and then the FS score, financial strength score. Um, and then you vary the concentration levels for each factor. Did anything jump out to you here? Yeah. So, I mean, in the U.S., again, it was still pretty negative, right? Wow. So yeah. last year, I mean, kind of no matter what you did, right, if you took a small cap tilt, that was a bad idea. Mm -hmm. uh, quality tilt, you know, depends on how you measure it. FS score was negative. ROA was slightly positive, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so... Again, last year, uh, if you were in general had a factor tilt to your portfolio, uh, you probably underperformed just the S&P or Russell 1000. Yeah. Um, and now one thing that's true about this is obviously the results here can vary depending on where, what your starting universe is, yeah. right? So, so construction-wise, I equal weighted all the portfolios, yeah. right? Value weight, the results are actually pretty similar. Um, but, you know, maybe if you started at the S&P 500, not the Russell 1000, the results may vary a little bit. Right. But on average, what this highlights is just any factor tilt that you had last year uh, was, again, a painful year for factor investors. Yes. Again, so beta was ripping last year, right? So, so uh, yeah, I mean, the, these factors, if we excluded them, were negative. But if you had long-only stuff, you probably did fine. It was just you did worse than the market um, but yeah Jack could you could you just explain because you have you know you did momentum you did size you did beta ROA um, you know we said quality actually kind of helped you in 2019 having a quality exposure uh, how, how did you break down beta here in the long short portfolio uh, it was simply taking the beta of the stock okay relative to you know its benchmark Gotcha. And so here you would have gone long, you know, like low beta. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was asking. Short, so, so high beta. So yeah, yeah. Short, high beta. So high beta did good in 2019. Yeah. Uh, low beta did bad in mm -hmm. 2019. Um, okay. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, any, any, anything else? I guess, well, you can hit on the, the how, how did the factors do when yeah, we I mean, only went long only? Once again, long only, they're all positive. All positive. The market was up, yep. right? And once again, the closer you get to the market, top half, bottom half, you see on the far right, we're almost exactly at the market, right? Yep. Slightly above, slightly below. Yeah. So beta is good to have in your portfolio when it's doing good. I mean, I mean, yeah. you know. Market beta. Yeah, market beta. What, like what else, you know, what, what would you say? Like, I guess it's just going forward, you, you could have an opposite scenario, right? Where like beta did poorly, but all the factors did okay. I mean, that's possible. Or Yeah, and the caveat there is your factors can do well. Yeah. But if you're a long only smart beta investor, yeah. you could still be net negative, negative. right? Yeah. So that's so you just something. be less net negative. Yes. Um, that's, you know, just hypothetical scenarios, but uh, cool. So, so that's, that's U.S. So U.S. to recap, almost every factor except quality did poorly in 2019. Um, Beta itself did great in 2019. So if you own anything long only, you were in a worst case scenario, okay, just any type of factor tilt besides quality might have lagged in 2019. Um, for on the international side, let, let's go over that. You broke this down the same way, so we can yep. probably run through this a little bit yeah. quicker. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, the yeah, one difference ahead. is here on the starting universe, I just said, hey, top 1,500 firms. Mm -hmm. um, and that was just a decision I made that we, that we kind of had set up. So that's slightly different, right? Yep. So there's a little bit more of a smaller tilt potentially in the universe. Gotcha. Um, yep. And you looked at the same thing. You first looked at the value factors internationally, and then you looked at the other investing factors. So... You looked at enterprise multiples, EBIT to total enterprise value. You looked at book to market, earnings yield, which is the inverse of PE. You looked at cash flow to price and sales to price as a screen mm -hmm. uh, on the stocks. And you broke it down into um, you know, the most concentrated by decile, so the 10% the you know, cheapest by say EBIT to total enterprise value or sales to price. Um, and then you went up to quintile and then tercile and then half. So the top 50% on that value screen. Yeah. Um, internationally, uh, did anything jump out to you there? Yeah, I mean, value again, kind of lagged on average, right? Uh, the one exception was like a really concentrated enterprise multiple portfolio, right? So the top half, tercile, Long short for enterprise multiple was like slightly negative, mm -hmm. whereas the more concentrated one's positive. Yeah. Right. And there, you know, basically, uh, so there it's, you know, depending on how concentrated you get, you can get in extremes, slightly different results at times. Yeah. But as you see in general, for the other value factors, right, the more concentrated the bet, knowing ex ante that it's not going to work the worst it did. So like the worst example internationally was just book to market, right? So I forget what it was, but it might've been like double or triple the net negative return yeah. for book to market. Um, which again, just highlights concentration. Uh, you know, if the bet doesn't work, you would expect the bet to, to be even worse than a less concentrated portfolio. Yeah, yeah, book to market internationally in a long short portfolio 
right? So not not for most people, not a, a real world portfolio, but was was minus sixteen percent. So if you had an international equity uh, holding last year that mainly screened on book to market, you probably heard a little bit um, in terms of relative tracking error, um, like earnings to price, right? So inverse of PA was only down uh, 1% in the bottom uh, 10%. You know, uh, cash flow to price was minus 3%. Uh, sales to price actually in, in the bottom 10% was also down uh, 12% in, in this long short portfolio. Um, whereas EBIT to total enterprise value was up 3%. Yeah. Um, and the returns here are all in USD, just to be clear. Gotcha. Right, because you could have a question, are these local or US? These are US returns. Yeah. Um, care to add anything more to those numbers? I mean, I think you said it. it no, just... I mean, that's essentially similar. Unfortunately, value didn't work too well internationally last year. Um, you know, but as I mentioned before, and we'll look at the next slide, right? Essentially, what you found was, you know, long only international value investors were up. Why? Well, the international market was up 22%. Yeah. Right? So on net, even though you may have been down, uh, on a long short basis, you probably still had a net positive return if you were a smart beta investor, yes. right? And again, once again, the closer you get to the market, top half, bottom half, we once again see this convergence in returns towards the market. Yes, got it. Um, yeah, same same thing there. And then we looked at the other factors, right? So value is clearly dead doesn't work in the U.S., doesn't work in uh, internationally for 2019. It was dead for a year. <laughs> dead for a year. Um, what, uh, what, what do we got on the other factors internationally? Yeah, so internationally, we see a little more variation. So in U.S., unfortunately, almost anything didn't work. Internationally, we have some that worked, some that didn't. Um, so that's kind of good. You know, at least we had uh, some variation there. Quality did great internationally. Uh, yeah, ROA. on the Return ROA, yep, yep. if you were using ROA as a filter, that did well. And again, once again, the more concentrated the bet, the better you did. Yeah, right? and, and size. So small, uh, small caps, you know, on average did better than large caps uh, internationally. Momentum did poorly. Uh, low beta did poorly. Um, yeah, financial strength score was kind of neutral. Um, yeah, so small and quality would have been okay in international. Um, yeah, I mean, and then you, you know, you, you can repeat it again, but you know, you, you then looked at those those portfolios for long only international, right? And oh, what do you know? The you know, it's a similar story. You can look at it on our chart. Obviously the more market-like you are, meaning the less harsh of a screen you had, the less concentrated of a screen you had, um, well, the closer your performance was to the market, no matter what factor uh, you did it on, whether you did momentum, whether you did ROA, whether you did uh, you know, low beta or high beta, didn't matter. Um, I don't know, anything else to add there, Jack? I think the same story. Yeah, same story. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so to recap on international, what do we have? So value didn't really work that well value with the work. loan exception of enterprise multiple in a concentrated portfolio. Yep. On the other factors, size and quality did pretty well. Momentum did poorly. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, I mean, the, and again, the whole idea and why I wanted to write this article, right, is a lot of times um, the question comes up, oh, hey, like, wh why, like, what happened last year? Kind of, yep. you know, there are a lot of people that invest in, in smart beta type products, and I think this can be somewhat informative for them yeah. because they can say, okay, at least I know directionally, like, you know, hopefully if you're investing in someone that's using like earnings to price, I'm just making this up, yeah. that's their main value screen. And you see that value, you know, on a paper portfolio using earnings to price underperformed. Yeah. That kind of explains what happened. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, if you see these results and you get something different, well, then you got to try to at least figure out kind of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times why that can happen is, if you're mixing multiple factors, multiple signals, you know, it can be harder to like disentangle what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're about education here at Alpha Architect. So the more you can understand why something lagged or why something outperformed, the more likely you're going to be able to stick with it. Right. So, um, so yeah, if, if you had a, a, a value fund last year and you outperformed the market, like, well, that's pretty weird, right? Like that fund's not doing what, what it said it would do. Um, so yeah, so you, so you want to be able to know so that, okay, when this thing inevitably lags for this year or, or for a few years, whatever it may be, yeah, why, why are we underperforming or why are we outperforming? Um, yeah, anything else to add, Jack? No, I mean, I, I think hopefully it can help people understand the performance of factors in 2019. Right, obviously 2020 is gonna be different. Um, and it does, I think, I, I do like the addition, again, I wrote it so I'm a little biased, <laughs> but to show the effect of concentration, right? Yeah. And what I highlight there is concentration has pros and cons, which you clearly see, yeah. right? So if you're building a portfolio and you wanna be really close to the benchmark, well then you probably wanna take less concentration if mm -hmm. you're only gonna hold factor funds. Yeah. Right, an alternative approach is you can buy the market for free, mm -hmm. plug on factor funds as like a satellite type portfolio. Great. That would be one other way. You could try to get allocations towards that. Love it, all right. That's what we got this week for Compound Your Knowledge. We'll see you guys soon.